Hi lovely listeners, it's Lucy here and we are so delighted to have you on our Over Food Sake journey with us. We've been going for over two years now and we're over 100 episodes in. And we're really excited to connect with everybody and what we wanted to do was just remind you how much your voice matters and how much the community that we're building matters and your input uh, is what keeps this podcast going. It's what keeps it vibrant. It keeps what keeps it engaging. And it means that we can continue to give you content that you really want to hear. So we're on a mission to make Oh Food's Sake even better and really make sure that it's meeting your needs and it's where, you know, you're getting the content that you want. So this is where you come in. So we have got a really short survey, like one, two minutes it's going to take you to fill in. It's in the show notes. We would love it if you would click on that and just answer a few short questions about what is going to help you and what burning questions you've got, any content that you would like to hear on the podcast. So please go and click on that link. Yeah, link in the show notes and we can't wait to hear your perspectives. Welcome to the O for Food Sake podcast, where we unwrap the joys and struggles of working in the food industry so you can thrive in what you do best while sustaining a rewarding and fulfilling career or business. We are your hosts, Lucy Wager, food industry consultant, and Amy Wilkinson, food industry coach. We've worked in the food industry for the last 20 years, and we're here to share with you the benefit of our hindsight. Our podcast is for you to find new ways to cope with the daily struggles, but mostly to inspire you to work on what's not working to ultimately improve your career or business long term. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Oh For Food's Sake. Today, we are talking about unleashing your entrepreneurial mindset. So we want to talk about this because... Um, obviously I started a business in 2012 so I have some of these entrepreneurial <laughs> minds the, the good and the good ones them. and the less less yeah, good ones they? some of them are really really useful and and I think the first thing to say as well is that you don't have to be an entrepreneur to yeah. have an entrepreneurial mindset there's lots of entrepreneurial people that aren't necessarily you know starting businesses yeah. and um being in inverted commas yeah I think that's important to say because I think and actually when we put out the ads for this episode I think we need to make that clear because actually if you work in a big corporate you're like why do I need to be entrepreneurial but actually like if you're in big businesses um not having that entrepreneurial mindset can hold you back you know like if everything's just systemized and we don't take any risks and stuff like that so it's important to have a balance isn't it and to have people in the organization that are willing to push the boundaries otherwise nothing ever changes exactly and I think actually a lot of what we talk about is getting that balance right because you've got an entrepreneurial mindset as well and the struggles that we have are because of those some of those entrepreneurial mindsets yeah. Positives. Yeah. So I think from a personal point of view for people listening as well, I think I think for me that realization that I did have an entrepreneurial mindset was a massive 
thing. I just, you, I always talk about how I thought I was flaky, didn't I? Like I used to change departments all the time and want to do new yeah, and different yeah. things. And I saw that as a weakness. And actually when I was like, this is my strength, I'm going to harness it. I'm going to run my own business doing what I want to do. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. some of the people I work with are like, actually, I want to, I want to have a side hustle or I want to do something a bit, it's kind of working with what you've got. And for yeah. for some people, like identifying that as an, an entrepreneurial mindset. And for other people, I guess it's what might be holding you back and what might be helpful um, if you have more of an entrepreneurial mindset. But also yeah, exactly. there's some downsides too. Always the joys and struggles we talk about. Yes. Yeah. But there's ways to to manage yeah. that. And you can you can and you can learn from Amy and I's <laughs> previous mistakes and life lessons. Continuing. <laughs> yeah. I'm sat we're sat recording today. Um I'm sat in my bedroom with my packing behind me for my holiday because I've overcommitted myself in the lead up to my holiday. So I have to pack between episode <laughs> recordings. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> no, no. So let's talk about some of the the key traits of an entrepreneurial mindset. And I think this is, and, and, and the other, sorry, just going back as well, it's more important than ever for big companies to have people in their businesses with entrepreneurial mindsets. And that's because challenger brands have become so normal now in the marketplace that bigger businesses need to be able to have the same sort of mindset that these challenger brands have in order to be able to compete with challenger brands and move swiftly and basically identify opportunities mm. that challenger brands are able to do without really thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. So one of the one of the first things that we we're going to talk about is this ability to spot opportunity and it, it's it's something that can that comes quite naturally to people with an entrepreneurial mindset because they are very good at basically having their innovation tank full all the mm. time because they are really good at absorbing lots of information and connecting dots yeah. really like without without that being a big drama yeah. so when i worked in corporate spaces and this will be the same for you as well amy we'd have like innovation days and coming up with ideas and that kind of thing, which is really important. Challenger brands are over there seemingly like not doing any of that and coming up with something that is really innovative. Like look at like the iPhone, mm -hmm, for example, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> so that's a real, it's a real gift, but it means one of the challenges for that, for challenger brands and I think we had a conversation about this in a previous episode is that, or we've had a conversation <laughs> offline about this. <laughs> um, one of the challenges of that is once you've done that, then it's like, what's the next yes, thing? It's, yeah. And because, because that opportunity recognition is like a natural thing, it's then like the next bit is really hard because you need to actually do something to get that next opportunity yeah. so I think what you're saying is entrepreneurs kind of they do see opportunities challenger brands see them quickly and easily because it's usually based on some personal experience or something like that 
but actually to continue to have that, whether you're a challenger brand or a big business, you've got to be um, constantly looking outside of your like your tiny little category or whatever, you know, like yeah. filling that innovation tank with um, really interesting stuff. And I think entrepreneurial um, mindset is about really gathering like lots and like I think about, I listen to lots of different kinds of podcasts, for instance, and they're not all on the subject of what I do in my business. They're on lots of different things because that sparks ideas and it's about sparking that creativity in your brain. You're not going to do that if you're always just thinking about the day job. So you're going to see opportunities by joining the dots of other stuff. Yeah. And it's like what Simon Allison said on the episode that he did with us which is about the echo chamber and making sure that you're getting information from loads of different diverse areas and different people and because otherwise you're just stuck in your echo Mm. chamber with the same things going round and round Mm. and round so that's that's really important the the other thing is about um risk taking so entrepreneurs tend to be really good at taking risks and in the prep notes we've put something about that you know entrepreneurs are willing to take calculated risks and I think it's sometimes even more than that that they don't even see it as yeah. a risk it's like that it, and I'm laughing because I am sometimes one of those people I'm very impulsive <laughs> you're just always like with me like yeah a- let's just get a go let's just do it and I'm like uh, how yeah, are we going to do that yeah. and when are we going to do it you did it last night you were yeah. like I'm so excited about all this because we're going to do loads of new stuff with the podcast like that's our plan and Lucy's like I'm so excited we're gonna and, and there's me going yeah but how are we gonna get that done and when are we gonna get it done so but but it's important I was like we'll do it it's, it's fine. fine we always do but that, it's important yeah. to have that balance isn't it because if everybody yes. was always thinking about how we're gonna get it done and the process and all of that like that's important because otherwise it doesn't get done it's just a bunch of ideas but you do need the energy and enthusiasm of the people that are like let's drive this forward. What if let's, let's go for it anyway. We're not sure if it's going to work, but let's go for it anyway. Yeah. And I I think, I mean, from personal experience, this, this ability to have that impulsiveness is, is good in many ways, but it's, it's hard being a person. So if you are a person that is like that, then I feel your pain (laughs) because it's exciting but it does make well it does make you quite difficult to live with i think <laughs> well and i think it it can muddy the waters can't it because you can go after everything so it's you know go after yeah. every opportunity or want to do everything and actually that that's where you need that balance of of somebody else going okay well like how are we going to yeah. do this filter you definitely it need yeah you need reason in your life like a, 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 the person of reason yes. in yeah. your life so and that's why we work quite well together because you're and and you need someone that's willing to challenge yeah. you yeah, as well yeah. so um in my life Amy's definitely willing to challenge me in work <laughs> life and my husband <laughs> is definitely willing to challenge me yeah and I think I think if we relate this into business as well in terms of big business I think it's hard, isn't it? Because there's a lot of, there's usually a big sign off process. You know, we encourage the gated process because that things shouldn't just happen on a whim. You know, there should be a reason and a consumer need and all of that sort of stuff. 
but you almost need to um, be allowing an an amount. It's it's a mindset change of the business, isn't it? Of not seeing things that because they haven't sold X amount per store per week within a certain six or twelve week timescale that they're a failure. It's actually what are we, what are you know change the KPIs. What are we trying to achieve? Yeah. And yeah, I think you're more likely to get people that are willing to take risks and therefore drive innovation in a business if you don't have that blame culture. So if you don't have the, oh, here come MPD again with their ideas and it's all going to go wrong. You know, it's it, you've got to work on the culture of the business being a, we're going to, we're going to take risks for X calculated risks because yes. of x y and z and it's a it's a really good point actually about the stage gate process because i because i am an impulsive risk taker taker by nature that's also the reason i really love <laughs> the critical path and stage gate process because that's actually my way of managing what i know is like an instinctive desire to be impulsive yeah. stage gate keeps me honest yeah. And critical paths um, allow me to see what is actually realistic. And um, it's only sort of, you know, within the last year that I've sort of realized like, wow, you know, why do I love critical paths so much? (laughs) Because I'm always like, God, (laughs) I'm so not interested in that detail. (laughs) And and it's because I can see it's so important to have something that can, it's the reason again it's it's something that you can look at it and go okay yeah we might really want to do that now but actually it's just not possible yeah. but so let's put in what is possible and it just means that everybody's on the same page yeah. um but that's a whole different episode of um stage gate which we've already yeah. done well <laughs> and we can come back um, to because i think even our uh, since we did that episode on stage gate i think even because we've been going into businesses and helping them implement stage gate we've done the training the mpd fundamentals training which is coming out again soon. Um, I think we've learned more along the way in terms of how it works in different businesses. So I think we will do another episode. Yeah. On Let us know yeah. if you'd like yeah, us definitely. to. Yeah. And uh, another uh, trait of entrepreneurs is um, resilience and adaptability. Mm-hmm. And it's the, and it's that sort of open mindset, um, growth mm-hmm. mindset and ability to, like a desire to sort of keep learning and keep you know well that didn't work but let's try this and well this failed but actually I learned so much out of it and I'm gonna do this with it and it's picking yourself up um, isn't it after the failures in inverted commas because actually nothing is really a failure because you will always it's just a test run to do it to do it again and do it again and get it right yeah I know what it feels like to be stuck in that cycle of feeling overlooked, undervalued and overworked, frankly. I get it because I've been there and I've learnt about the reasons why that happens to us and what you can do about it. I want you to imagine feeling like you can confidently ask for what you want, get those promotions, those great projects that you want to and get the recognition you deserve at work. You can do that by joining the Invisible to Influential programme And in five weeks, you'll learn how to own your own voice, speak up with impact and get the time back to spend doing the things that you really want to be doing. So it's time to say goodbye to that self-doubt, that self-deprecation and hello to feeling really confident in yourself. 
so you can make the impact that you really want to make inside and outside of work. I've run this course before. Those participants have said it's been a real game changer for them and I want it to be a game changer for you too. So don't delay, click on the link in the notes for more info and I will see you there. And it does go a bit hand in hand with the risk taking because if you, and I don't know whether that's because you grow up, if you grow up being a risk taker, do you learn that ability? I'm just thinking mm-hmm. out loud now. Do you, do you learn the ability to be resilient along the way because you have practiced it? Because you do, it, 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 if you're not a natural risk taker, then it, it, you know, maybe it's worth challenging yourself on, you know, how, what can you push? Like how, how can you push yourself to be, to do something that you find a bit yeah, it's the, it's getting it's, it's getting boundary. yourself into that stretch zone, isn't it? Not into yes, the like totally exactly. scary zone, but actually starting to yeah. push yourself. And I think, like, if I think back, so we're sort of going into the personal side of this in terms of the entrepreneurial thing as well. But you know, I when I burnt out, I probably wasn't taking risks because I was trying to do everything perfectly. So I was working really long hours mm. trying to get everything perfect. And what I then did after that was not take risks for 10 years like I would keep myself small Mm. I was in jobs that were below my pay grade really you know I was doing doing things that were safe and that I needed that really for a while for recovery but three years ago I realized I needed to take a risk I needed to move out of what I was doing and take that leap and actually you know, I'm so much happier and flourishing now. Don't get me wrong, I'm knackered and like, you know, I have these, <laughs> that's because I'm going up to a holiday. Um, but I think it's, there's a couple of things in there, which is that I've learned the resilience because of the burnout. So I've learned that, you know, nothing can ever be as bad as that. And I'll never go back to that because I've got the tools in place. But also it's the staying safe doesn't necessarily mean that you're happy and actually by pushing yeah. yourself that little bit you can unlock more kind of happiness in life and at work as well yeah and and you know what's the worst that can happen and like you said you know you've gone through the worst yeah. thing that yeah. could happen from a personal perspective and it's balancing that um and you know similarly I, I don't really think like that, but I suppose, I mean, I would, I, I, the thing that I learned from my pedology experience is I don't, I don't want to do a business. Like people say to me often, mm. like, oh, what about doing another brand? I'm like, <laughs> like, I definitely don't want to do that again. Like, like I, I instinctively know, like, I don't want to do that again, but I, you take the bits. So it's easy for me to be able to think these are the bits that I yeah. liked this is what I didn't like this is what I'm going to do but and that's, so, that is resilience that's part of resilience is rec- looking back learning and then working to your strengths so that is true for you personally but it's also true in a business sense and this is where if businesses mm. you know it doesn't feel like it it's particularly entrepreneurial to do post launch reviews but it really is because it that's mm. where the that's where the insights and the learnings are that are going to make you make better decisions really good point because if you think about like you know how like all the big biggest entrepreneurs that we can think of we sometimes imagine that was the first thing they ever mm. did but the, well, the one that the only one i can think of off the top of my head is the tyrrell's crisps okay. guy i don't Didn't i don't know this like, story you know 
I, I don't know the full story, obviously, because I can never remember a full story. But <laughs> he, I think he ha- he had a number of failed businesses, okay. and then he did Tyrrells, yeah. and it was huge. And so, uh, like, I I must have heard this yeah, years yeah. ago when when it was Tyrrells was like first out. But that's an example of somebody who we look at and think, wow, they had this amazing brand. Wow, they're such an amazing entrepreneur. But I think he had lost he'd sort of made money lost money made money lost Mm. money like had gone on this like crazy journey and without those learnings and take and being brave enough to take those learnings and be like well that didn't work but that worked I'm going to try that no it didn't work I'm going to try that you know and that is a like a real life example of um (laughs) post-launch yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and it's it's learning from that adapting like being resourceful with it and then being persistent because I think that I think that's something I've seen since I've moved into like the entrepreneurial sort of online world there's a lot of people that in because I set up in 2020 you know I was a great resignation person I was was an early adopter of that I did it quite early on that I've seen loads of those people give up like you know they've tried it they've wanted to do like not necessarily doing what I'm doing but similar you know like coaches and you know, I'm doing this like thing on my own and they give up because it is hard. And I think there's that part of the entrepreneurial mindset is to do with this resilience and persistence. And I think it, it, it all comes back to that, you know, so much work that you do on your mindset, but also being really clear on why you're doing what you're doing. And giving up doesn't necessarily mean like I've got this book called Give, give Up to get mm-hmm. on I think it's called and because when I when I gave yeah. up podology like there's a lot of self resentment yeah like sh- shame and that. yeah yeah, yeah self-deprecation yeah. Like that, that that feeling of giving up but actually you sometimes have to give up to, to yeah. get on to quote the book um and and that is that is part of that adaptability yeah. and recognizing actually when you need to give yeah. up and well, and it's it's how okay. you frame the give up, isn't it? Because actually, yeah. if it's, you know, if it's right for you at that time, then it's the right thing to do. But, and if it, if it isn't right, <laughs> then it's just not worth making yourself miserable because that's what you did, wasn't it, for, for yeah. a number of those seven yes. years. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think I took a risk and it was a big risk. And because it was such a big risk, I sort of punished myself mm. for a while. So, and that is definitely one of the downsides of having that risk taken. And what was what was the punishing? Like, I've got to make this work because I took this risk. I think so. Yeah, it was. I've because I because I've always been aware that I have this sort of impulsivity and this. Yeah, well, everything's going to be. I'm going to do it, and everything's going to be fine. I'll work it out. It's going to be fine. Like, and taking such a big risk with other people involved is I I felt like I had I I carried on for longer than I normally would yeah with other risks that are minor because it was so there was a lot resting on Mm. it and and you know I didn't have any investors but for entrepreneurs that do have investors I know that's an additional pressure as well so it's it's a, and that's why an entrepreneurial mindset is a gift and a what's it called a, a what's the opposite of a 
blessing and a curse. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Sorry. Because... I'm just giggling at your <laughs> word <laughs> retrieval. Um, I don't know whether this is something to do with an entrepreneurial <laughs> mindset and not the inability to not to I, be able I, to I think remember you, any saying. I think it might be perimenopause, but there we go. <laughs> oh, my God. I think okay, I've always had right, it, though. <laughs> yeah, it's a blessing and a curse because it's there's so much good things. But, and, and, the, and the other thing is, is that, and I think this is when I came out of pedology, a lot of entrepreneurs I spoke to would, were, were sort of open about, you know, how did you manage your mindset? Because the other side of it is that everybody sees the good mm-hmm. side mm-hmm. of an entrepreneur's personality. It's like passionate people describe me as, you know, Amy and I talk about when we first met and I like was really enthusiastic about this veg box mm-hmm. and that's how people see mm-hmm. me. But there's another side that, is like the tortured yeah, side. Yeah. Well, there's and, the, the crying and, at whatever time of night or the stressing that people just don't see. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think it's becoming, I think people are being a bit more open and sharing the vulnerability side of, of that. But social media is full of people winning <laughs> on, you know, and like, we know that's, that's not so real. not true. <laughs> Just for like full disclosure, before this episode today, I've been in tears with mum guilt and messaging Lucy going, oh my God, rah, 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 rah. you know, that's the realities yeah. of it, isn't it? And I think you make yeah. a really good point, yeah. Lucy, because, you know, the stuff that we've talked about, so the, um, you know, being really agile, noticing opportunities, taking risks, like always like, gathering loads of information, adapting, being resourceful, being persistent, all of those things are really positive things in a entrepreneurial mindset. But there's with any strength, there is always a bit of a dark side to any strength because anything that tips over too much can can make it go the other way. Because I my take on it is that it can be exhausting. Because you can't mm, mm. like switch off that brain that's always thinking about everything. Yeah, that's a good point. So I think when if you relay that into business, I think it's identifying, isn't it, the where you're potentially personally or the business itself in terms of culture isn't embracing those things like identifying new opportunities, taking risks, um, learning from mistakes, all of that stuff. And thinking about how you can get better at that. And sometimes it's about um, creating a culture that allows for that. So like getting rid of that blame culture and, you know, people being scared to do anything. Um, But I think it's also about um, from a, you know, like I'm thinking about a personal, you know, like somebody, if there's somebody listening that is an entrepreneur that's running a small food business, it's about um, all the things that you need to counteract that that busy mind, the all the things that you do. It's the self-care bits that you have to do to keep yeah. all of that in check, isn't it? Absolutely. It's reminding you of the things that you need to do. So it is that, you know, taking time for yourself mm. and remembering the things that you enjoyed before you started the business because it can be so all-encompassing. Yeah. Um, and, the th- and not just the things that you enjoy, but the things that you were good at, because that, as I openly yeah. talk about, I I got so involved in everything else, I forgot like my key strengths as like product developer. But it's also things like networking. Mm. So 
like I've always had a big network in the food industry because I've always worked in the food industry, but it wasn't until I came out of pedology that I sort of really harnessed, properly harnessed, and I probably still don't do it to full potential, but you know what I mean? Like I, that was when I recognized the power of my network. Yeah. So it's remembering those things that are, that do come naturally to you, but you might be getting overwhelmed with the whole, you know, because, you know, when you start a business and in the food industry, it's just a very special place. <laughs> um, it, it, it can, you know, just be so overwhelming that you can forget to do those things that normally came naturally to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm having a little entrepreneurial moment here, Lucy. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> because do you remember we did those masterclasses last year? Um, yeah, where yes. a, a lot of what we've talked about were the subjects that we covered. So we did one on like yeah. finding your purpose and like identifying your strengths. We did one on how to influence people. We did one on overwhelm and we did one on networking. Yeah. So they all fit in yes. quite well with this. So my entrepreneurial yes. mindset is saying, right, let's get, get a link in the show notes to that. And what we'll do is we'll package those up. And um, if you wanted to... yeah to download those and watch idea. the uh, replays and get the resources and um, we can do yeah, that because they went down quite they went down really yeah hard, yeah they, yeah, yeah we got some really good feedback felt, yeah 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 and it is very linked to this actually because it was things that we felt were that we had really found really yes. useful um coming out of uh burnout and pedology <laughs> yeah so um <laughs> i hope you found that episode useful i think in summary you know the the things that Create an entrepreneurial mindset so that risk-taking, you know, the adaptability, the resilience, all of that, take a step back and think, you know, are we are we doing that within my the business I work in? Am I doing those things myself? And actually, what do I want to dial up or what do I want to dial down, I think, is the sort of key takeout, really, in terms of what you could mm. do following this episode. And obviously, go and take a look at yeah. our masterclasses that we ran mm. and as always come and talk to us in the facebook group follow us on linkedin always happy to hear from everyone and please leave us a review if you like the podcast we would really yes appreciate please that. rate and review that would be fabulous and we will see you next time see you next time thank you for joining us today and we hope that this has been useful to you as ever, we would love it if you could rate and review the podcast on your podcast app. It really does help us reach and support more foodies out there. We'd also love it if you'd come and join us in the Facebook group, the Over Food Sake community. And if you want to get in touch with us personally, Lucy is available for consultancy advice and training and can be found on LinkedIn as Lucy Wager. And if you want to reach out to Amy for any one-to-one -one coaching, group facilitation or training, then contact her on LinkedIn at Amy Wilkinson Coach. Thanks for listening and see you next time. See you next time. This podcast is sponsored by Dama Ingredients, who provide best-in-class functional ingredients such as starches, proteins, fibres and gums, to name but a few, into food manufacturers across the UK and Ireland. I've worked with Dama on various projects for my own brand and with my clients. And what I love about working with them is their in-depth technical knowledge and their ability to apply that to the specific products that you're actually working on. So they become an extension to your own development team, supporting them with their knowledge from concept through to launch. To find out more, visit www.dama.com.